Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. I have actually two amazing ladies on the podcast today. The first is Tia Myers, who knows what it's like to not get paid, and it turns out she's not the only one. What started as a small group designed to discuss non-payment issues quickly grew into the world's largest community of freelance women. Freelancing Females is now a safe haven for all who identify as women to share their wins, losses, fears, and knowledge in our ever-growing gig, project-based, and freelance economy. Now Freelancing Females is 59,000 members strong, all of whom are vetted active freelancers. Tia keeps a hands-on role in executive leadership of the group while also consulting for brands, speaking publicly, and offering one-on-one mentorship for the next generation of young women who want to work for themselves. Now, in addition to all of that that Tia is bringing, we also have Leah Ann Markison, who is the Director of Collaboration for Freelancing Females. When not working with Tia on all things women entrepreneurship, she's also a freelance poet, performance artist, and copywriter with her own project, Ars Poetica. Welcome, ladies. I'm so excited to have both of you here. Thank you for taking the time. Thank Thanks you. We're excited up. to be here. Yeah. So before we jump in, let's get a little bit of background on both of you. So Tia, you want to tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yes. So I am the founder and CEO of Freelancing Females, which started as a Facebook group about four years ago and has grown into a thriving community of women. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so I've been following Freelancing Females I feel like for a long time now. So I'm, I feel like it's like having a celebrity on the podcast because I've been following you for so long. Um, that's awesome. And then um, Lisa, give us a little bit of background on you. Hey, yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, you can feel free to call me LA. That's what most of my friends call me. Uh, and uh, I've been working with Tia since basically like day one with freelancing females because she booked me to write poems on the typewriter at one of her launching uh, networking breakfasts that she hosted in Williamsburg. We both used to live in Brooklyn and now we're both um, uh, remote and nomadic and mm-hmm. less less with our feet in, in the city constantly. And it's just been a dream to get to work with uh, a partner like Tia who uh, really cares about the st- same stuff that I do. And we can do our little feminist and an empowering community building uh, while also making a sustainable living together. Yeah, I love Tia. that. <laughs> so thankful to have a teammate and partner like LA. Yeah, it's so powerful. My team um, that I work with in my business is all women as well. And like, no offense, guys, if there are guys listening, like, of course, <laughs> you guys are great too. But it is, there's something so different in the dynamic when you're working with other powerful women. So um 
Yeah. Well, let's, let's jump in. Let's talk about this like really important topic that I feel like I hear come up all the time, which is raising your rates. But I don't want to just talk about like strategies for raising your rates. We we can bring some of that in, but I want to talk about like the mindset behind it, because ultimately whether you do or don't has a lot to do with you, right? Internally, the inner work that you've done, maybe your limiting beliefs, the stories that you're telling yourself, et cetera, et cetera. So um, Tia, why don't you intro us to this topic? And maybe you can bring in a little bit of like, what do you see in your community in terms of female entrepreneurs, female freelancers with raising their rates? Like maybe what are some of the challenges that you you often hear about or the struggles? Yeah, of course. So when I first started the Facebook group, I wasn't too sure what direction it would take. And we really left it as an open questionnaire. And as we began to see more women coming into the group and asking questions, one of our biggest topics was, what do you charge? And there was always so much fear and contention around what to charge and who to ask to charge and also being very open about what you are charging. And I think over the years, we've really been able to break down that barrier within freelancing females community and talk more about the mindset behind what you're charging, the mindset around having a conversation Mm. too which has been very difficult because it has always been such a fear of not telling other people what you're charging because of fear that someone might up their rates more than you. But the best thing is, is that if more people start upping their rates, that means you can up your rates also. And having more education behind what you're charging and why you're charging for that is going to allow you to make so much more money. So it's been a huge topic that we discuss on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. and it has been really incredible to see women come back to us and say, I was charging $20 an hour. I'm now charging $120 an hour because I have the education and tools behind what to charge. Right. I love that. And LA, I know in the emails discussing this topic, you were saying like, oh gosh, like this isn't my best area. I feel like I still struggle with this. So let's like hear it firsthand, like tell like what feels like maybe one of the main challenges for you in terms of the mindset around raising your rates, like what comes up again and again? Well, oh my gosh. It's like, I don't even know where to begin. You should be my like money therapist or something, but I, I'm going to start with, uh, just to talk about something that happened to me yesterday because it's super top of mind for me. A friend of mine works in influencer like brand. Um, She connects brands with influencers and gets them paid top dollar for collabs and promo posts and that kind of stuff, which is something that freelancing females does on occasion. We'll find a partner that offers a product or service that we know is a perfect fit for our community. And they'll either pitch us or we'll pitch them and we'll need to work out a deal for how much money the promotional outreach and marketing kind of uh, deliverables we can do is worth to them. And so I, I feel very confident negotiating for freelancing females and like coming in with something and being like, bam, bam, bam. And like talking about the money and getting into the nitty gritty. The thing that I struggle with is 
making my starting point higher Mm -hmm. and the fear of if your starting point is too high, will you just totally shut someone down and have them be like, Oh my God, that was like so presumptuous and like close the book on you or, or what, how much fluctuation is appropriate. And Mm -hmm. so why am I talking about this in terms of what happened yesterday? So my friend told me that some of the influencers that she's repping who some of them, yeah, have, have followings more like in the millions, whereas freelancing females is more around 230 K it's like some of these, these influencers are getting payments for a single grid post and like one swipe up story in like the $35,000 range. It's crazy. Literally. I saw like the receipts Tia, like I'm like, (laughs) these are, you know, they are bigger than us, but we are, I'm like, Oh my gosh, we have to charge more for this. Like I have to bring, I felt this like deep compulsion that was like, we deserve that. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and we are, actually we deserve even a higher rate than that. And I've just felt so sad because I'm like, what am I doing wrong that I haven't been able to like confidently bring that check in yet. And so that's kind of my, my fear around it, I think. Yeah. And I, I love something that you just said, which is what am I doing wrong? Because what I want to just, just say to you and say to every woman who's listening to this, you're not doing anything wrong, right? No, there's nothing that you could be doing better. It's just a matter of recognizing it and then making that shift. Right. So it reminds me that, yeah, I'm thinking about the rate sheet that Tia, you created where everyone got to crowdsource, open source, all their rates, you know, based on their experience level and where they are in the world and what their industry is. And this is like a searchable, accessible sheet that anyone can look at on the freelancing females website. Like I'm realizing now that's why I'm, I have never asked for that rate because I've never seen mm, in black rates. and white until yesterday what that looks like. And so it's like, okay, I want to be the person that can like show someone else, look at what you can earn. You can earn this, you know, so leveling up. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just love that example that you just gave too, because in so much of what we do as female entrepreneurs I feel like so often we're held back because what these bigger desires, these bigger dreams or what we see for ourselves was never role modeled for us. Like you said, like I've never seen that written down that, you know, someone similar to me has asked for that much money. And so it seems exorbitant or ungrateful or excessive when in fact it really is what truly matches your value. Um, Tia, could you speak to that a little bit in terms of like, are, do you notice or do you agree, you know, that it's kind of like there's a, a, a missing piece in terms of the role modeling, like seeing other women doing that as well or getting that, whatever? Yes, there's definitely been a missing piece over the years that's been starting to get broken down. Mm-hmm. And like LA just said, we, it's not about what am I doing wrong, but it's, how can we improve this? Mm -hmm. And where can we find this information? And where can we break down the barriers to that information? So -hmm. that's where we started the rate sheet for freelancing females, because a lot of people are afraid to open up and say, this is what I'm charging. So this is an anonymous rate sheet that people from all around the world, over 8,000 women have posted their rates to. And that's a really great place to start. But you also need to start thinking about 
if I live in New York versus if I live in Kentucky versus Austin, rates are very different, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they're as different as we think that they are. And as people are becoming more nomadic, I don't think there is going to be such a difference in rates for where you live. And having those open conversations, yeah, (laughs) having those open conversations has been incredibly important for me to figure out where to go next with freelancing females to figure out what to charge to figure out my own rates and LA's rates and everything else. Um, But those open conversations are scary. And you have the fear of getting shut down by somebody else who's not willing to talk about that. But what's the worst thing that can happen to you is somebody just says, no, I'm not interested in speaking on that topic, or I'm not interested in being open about that. I think the biggest thing is that we all are in this together. And what we have learned over the years is that, oh, I'm working for myself. So I'm all in this on my own, but you aren't as a freelancer. You're all working on this together to come to a better place, to come to a better rate, to your work is meant to be so much more and you're meant to be paid so much more. And with the education, you have that much more confidence to sell yourself. But here's the thing. Freelancers are on their own, but they aren't. If you have a freelancer who is, you're a copywriter and you know somebody who's social media manager or a photographer, you can all work together Mm. to share jobs, to share rates, to share industry averages. It's so very important to have those open conversations continually because everything changes year by year, day by day. Yeah, I agree. And I think you make a great point that as a freelancer and as many of the entrepreneurs who listen to this who are solopreneurs, so freelancer, solopreneur, essentially the same thing, right? You're billing out your services. Um, As a, a solopreneur or a freelancer, it's so important to build that community around yourself that you can have those open conversations because so often it does feel like you're living life on, on a little island and you don't have anyone to even bounce ideas off of. Like, I was thinking of charging this much. Like, do you think that's crazy? You know what I mean? And have that, ideally you have someone around you who's supportive, who's like, no, like that's totally what you're worth. That's totally on par with the value you provide. So, um, you can find that community locally or, you know, maybe in person, depending on the current status of the world. Um, freelancing females is obviously a great community for that, but I want to remind people to like, look online too. You know, if you don't have anyone near you or you don't have any other friends that freelance or are entrepreneurs, you can always find that space. And I think it's important to put yourself in the position where you can have those conversations. And honestly, I'll just like, plug more of my obsession with Tia right now. Like I finding a person, you know, it's great to be able to like throw something out to a message board and and that's a great start, but finding a person that you, you know, maybe within that community, once you like see one poster that you really like what they say a lot, you know, to make a one-on-one connection with them and Mm -hmm. to build a relationship where you can trust each other to be more honest, more open, and to tell you when you're selling yourself short or tell you when it's time to try something new. And that's like what Tia has been for me. So Mm -hmm. like, I, I remember a few months ago, Tia was like, okay, so like, we've been charging these rates for this long. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's time for us to increase our rates now. So please start pitching double the rate. <laughs> and I was like, yes, ma'am. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that, you know, I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like closing deals. Here I go. Like, you know, I'm just in my own little like chugging along mindset. And she's like, no, I think, I think I sense a level up moment. Our, mm-hmm. our audience has increased a lot. Our engagement has gone up a lot. It's time for us to double the rates. And sure enough, I started, I was just like, okay, well, she told me to, so I'm just going to do it. I didn't have to like doubt myself because it wasn't my idea. And sure enough, I've been getting like, basically, I would almost say like the same close rate with the higher rates. Mm-hmm. And that means we need to make our rates even higher then. Yeah. Oh my God, don't say that. Don't say that. Um, No, but I'd say having a friend or a teammate or someone in your network area that you can really just riff ideas off of, somebody that you can talk to on a daily or weekly basis, a friend who you can you know, really completely trust, which I have in LA is, you know, like that's even bigger for your business than Mm -hmm. you think. And that's probably the most important part is why we've been so successful because I've had that one person who I can trust and, you know, have a great friendship and relationship and teamwork with and, it's been so important for us to be able to push each other because when you're in the mindset of you're on your own, you're doing this, you kind of get a little stuck. And it's always nice to have that person who's right there next to you being like, no, we're going to change this up. We're going to, this has been working, but like, what can we do better? What can we change? What ideas do we have? And that's been so very important to us. Yeah. And I think uh, something that LA said is you were raising, you said to raise your rates because you're like, we're getting more engagement. We have more followers. And that speaks to this idea of value, right? So like when I'm thinking about what I'm charging for, let's say my consulting services, I'm not just looking at the 20 hours I'm going to spend working with them. I'm looking at the overall value that I'm bringing to them. Like freelancing females brings an overall value or you as a speaker, Tia, brings more than just that hour. You're bringing like what's the quote or whatever. It's like your knowledge. You're not paying for the one hour that I'm with you. You're paying for the 20 years that I cultivated. This. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think I'd That's love to hear the, the two of, of you. Eyelids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear the two of you speak to that because I think that's another really important piece is understanding that your value, I think a mindset piece in terms of raising your rates is you just think hourly or you just think in this moment rather than seeing your value as a whole and then saying, my value has raised because I have, or my value has increased because I've taken this course or I've learned more or I'm able to provide more. So um, either one of you want to jump off and just like speak a little bit to that for me. I'd say there's definitely times where an hourly rate is important and Mm -hmm. worthwhile, but you always need to think about the extra value that you're bringing. And also the extras that you expense as a freelancer, like your healthcare, your computer, your subscriptions, everything else is added into that hourly rate that you just don't always think about. And when you've been working on something for years and years and years, you perfect that. Mm-hmm. You're very good at that. Like as LA, she's a poet and she can riff a haiku in two seconds. But 
what should she charge for that haiku? She shouldn't charge a dollar for the two seconds that it took her to rip that off. That took many, many, many years to perfect that. Mm -hmm. And she should be charging hundreds of dollars, even thousands of dollars for that haiku because she's so good at it. Just like um, the designers who can now think about a logo in a few minutes, it's taken them years to perfect that and understand all of the things that go into the elements and aspects of creating a logo. And that is why I love project-based rates or, you know, really creating a higher hourly rate, but educating people why and educating people on even decision-making of the why. Mm -hmm. And that's been something really important to us to understand is that your rate isn't hourly. It's all of the knowledge that you've accumulated over the years. And you should be adding that in because if you got really great at something, then your rate should be even higher for that. Yeah. I I mean, during the pandemic, I definitely was susceptible to reducing my rate because there was less work and I wasn't, I felt very unsure of things. And especially since most of my income used to come from performing at live events, it was, Mm -hmm. you know, completely slashed um, or, you know, not even slashed, just like gone, poof, gone. Uh, And so I started taking a much lower copywriting rate and I was just charging like 50 bucks an hour and just like, just banging out projects for people. And uh, I realized as I've been taking on more and more work with freelancing females and doing these higher level partnerships and bigger projects, I was like, I don't have time to do any copywriting work for anyone for $50 an hour. Like, no, I, I won't, I'll die. Like I, <laughs> the calendar is full. And so when one of our partners reached out wanting, like, please, will you give me some copywriting help? I was like, I can do this. I can set aside a half day, but it's going to have to be a hundred dollars an hour. And <laughs> you're going to have to like send a car for me so that I can like do work on the way to you. Like I, and so even just that, which I'm a hundred dollars an hour for copywriting is not even high, but being able to go back to that after feeling like I was kind of just scrambling to pull things together at mm-hmm. 50 an hour. And then, you know, being treated with respect and valued for my time accordingly just felt so awesome. And now sidebar, cause I just thought of this while I was in the middle of that thought, um, I've also changed the, the types of clients that I'll work for. And I think mm-hmm. that is very kind of related to the whole raising your rate thing. It's like, it's not even necessarily always about the monetary value that you demand, but it's like um, the ratio between how good you feel about the work and how much positive impact it's going to make in the world versus how much time it takes. So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm going to put all of my time towards projects that I know that are going to create a positive impact regarding climate crisis, regarding feminism and women's rights and protecting our women in our community when they're constantly being attacked in the year 2021, you know, and I don't want to do anything that's just like some random startup that's not actually working toward something great or a corporation that isn't serving the human race. So that's another way to raise your rates is just raising the standard that you have for the clients you work with. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Having those like qualifying factors basically, right? That you're like, okay, maybe I won't, I will, I want to charge this much, but if they want to pay this much, but it's a cause that I really feel passionate about, maybe I will do that because I know I'm getting fulfilled outside of this. Not that 
people should be reducing their rates, but it could just be one more thing on the list that you're looking at and really considering as like, you know, what fulfills me in my work. And luckily as a, a freelancer, scale kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And we're, we put ourselves in the position to do that, right? That's why we don't work for other companies where we contract, we aren't full-time so we can make those decisions Bingo. for ourselves. So why not do that? Um, Atia, I feel like you were about to jump in and say something. I was just going to add that when you decide to choose specific clients and say no to others, you're going to realize how much more time you give yourself because those clients really care about your time versus the ones who are kind of thinking about the dollars and cents of things Mm -hmm. are not the right clients for you because they're going to take up so much more time. And that's the one that you really taught me that you really, really (laughs) showed me that. I love that. It's so true. And then I also think too, like, sure. And this is very much like what LA, LA was saying, like, you could take on a bunch of clients at a lower rate, but then you're stressed out, you're anxious, you're frenzied because you're trying to get all this work done versus having the courage, which it is hard to say no to a, a potential client, having the courage to say no and trusting that someone who pays you more means that you're going to be making more per project. And you're also going to generally feel better about it. Like when I was taking clients for too little, um, which I did for many of the first years of my freelancing career, um, I was resentful. Like I, I resented the client. I didn't even like the work I was doing. And so there's so much that comes when you accept that lower rate that affects the quality of your life. And I'd say that's just as valuable as what to charge is the quality you're giving yourself. That's right. the beauty of freelances creating your own time, having the flexibility, choosing the clients that you want to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. This is making me feel so passionate about <laughs> what we do and how we do it. I really feel like we're, we're walking the walk as well as talking the talk with freelancing females. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I, I love that. And I'm so glad you ladies are here to share all this knowledge with us. Um, before we pull this conversation, close this conversation up, would one of you want to, or maybe both of you, give us like one one last like gem that you want to make sure listeners absolutely walk away with in terms of feeling empowered about raising their rates and really stepping into that mindset? Me? All right. Yeah, go ahead, LA. Well, actually, I wanted to pull up a quote because um, it was Labor Day this week mm-hmm. and I was looking into like quotes about labor and really I, t- I kind of took labor day seriously for maybe like the first time ever so i'm gonna pull up a quote for you from that so give me just one sec and you're gonna have your mind blown can't wait Um, okay oh this is this is a cool one um so this is abraham lincoln and talking about the ratio the relationship between uh labor and capital raising your rate right for your work labor is prior to and independent of capital Capital is only the fruit of labor and could never have existed if labor had not first existed. Labor is the superior of capital and deserves much the higher consideration. And uh, that, I mean, that's a pretty complicated way of saying like, what's really important is looking at how valuable your labor is and making sure that it's not being exploited or taken from you for the sake of capital and profit and really looking back to, you know, it's it's your hands, it's your brain, it's your talent. So um, I would encourage people to remember that and to take it really, really seriously and to not just 
meaninglessly throw rates out there and, and, you know, see what sticks, but to really deeply know yourself and what Mm -hmm. your labor is and, and then apply it where you want to see it flourish. Cool. I love that quote. Thank you for sharing. My pleasure. Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Tia? I'm going to leave you with one thing, which is something that whoever is listening needs to do today, because if not, you're not going to do it. So I challenge you to ask five people what their rates are and what they're charging and have a conversation around that, whether it be someone in your industry, someone who's doing the same type of job you are, a man, a woman, et cetera. Ask them what they are charging and then go and raise your rates because you are now much more educated around what to charge and why. I love that. What a fun challenge and such a good way to get us moving and starting to have those conversations and getting serious with ourselves about like, who can we actually talk to in our network about this? Who can be an ally with me in this? I'm going to do this challenge to you and I'm going to report back to (laughs) you. Perfect. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you again so much, ladies, for being here and having this conversation. Um, As we close out, we'll switch gears a little bit. And I want to ask you both what you're getting intentional about right now. So uh, Tia, you want to start us off? I am getting intentional around first creating a space and business around more of my values and what I care about. And also educating myself more on what we can be creating for the world. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And LA, yeah. what are you getting yeah. intentional about? Um, well, I'll, I'll make mine a little more just simple, you know, lifestyle habit thing. I'm getting intentional about making time to meditate. Mm. I, I often, I, I get really serious about it for a while and then I just like let it slide. And, uh, so yeah, I've really tried to make sure to take the, even just 10 minutes a day to meditate and it really helps so much. So meditation is mine. Yeah. I feel I- like every listener and maybe Tia too agrees. Like, <laughs> haven't we all been on that meditation roller coaster for years? <laughs> and it's like, I've why, tried, you know? Yeah. I've, I've never been able to do it, but this past weekend I went on my bachelorette and did a sound bath and it was so awesome and calming that I'm now like, okay, I need to think about this again. And there, I see the benefits. So Yeah. I mean, literally two minutes. I love shout out to insight timer. If y'all are looking for a good guided app. Um, I love that. And you can find literally meditation for two minutes. It's like all you could roll over in bed, put your headphones in, do it, and then get up for the day. You know, it can be like super simple. Um, but amazing. Well, okay. Thanks again for being here. I feel like I've thanked you like 10 times, but I really do. And thank you listeners for tuning in. We'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.